Okay, Q jingle. Q jingle. There it is. Are we? Is it? Is it happening? It's happening. We are recording. It's happening. This is Tasty Gents. Take ten. Take ten. Tasty Gents. Greg, hello, sir. Jonathan, hello, how are sir. You? I'm amazing. You are amazing. Thank you but for that. How are you doing today? I'm also doing incredibly well. There's a lot yes. happening yes. at uh, Shabers and Nine today. Um, yes, there so, is. So, listener, if you're there with us, uh, Jonathan and I are here, obviously, since so we we're talking to you hear us. Charlie Brown is, for the moment, pretty mellow. Um, yes. Uh, Andrea, our the third tasty gent, yeah. has taken it upon herself to uh, decorate my Christmas tree. Um, yes. And... You know, someday I'll find a therapist who's willing to tell me why I hate decorating Christmas trees, but I do. So Andrea, un- unwilling to accept that, is doing it, which is great. We love that. Love it. Uh, and Jonathan is currently also perusing a little book that I wrote a few years ago. You did. And can I, I, did. Can, I can I read something? You can. From here. Okay. And this is from The Bitter Single Guy's Holiday Survival Guide. Yes. I, for a block of time, wrote relationship advice mm-hmm. uh, as The Bitter Single Guy. Um, so with that context... <clears throat> there are so many wonderful things in here, but as we approach the holidays, um, there are some bullet points that I think are poignant to your health and happiness uh, as we get through these times together. I love it. Basic skills for holiday survival. Marshal your defenses. Don't take the bait. Practice emotional flexibility. Be aware of alcohol. <laughs> don't overeat that's another funny one mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then keep the peace mm. these are wonderful and then each one of these is broken down into mm. which i won't get into because there's so many wonderful things here uh each of them are broken down into paragraphs and sessions and uh there's a flow chart uh there's a pop-up one of these is scratch and sniff there's a lot going on in here <laughs> and actually since, since we're reading snippets i'll also i'll share a bit because this one i've re-shared yeah new year's eve is coming as well oh my and so there is a section here in the book uh about new year's eve um that i think is important um do you believe in new year's eve i think it's a hoax uh i think it's a little bit of a hoax yeah. i do um what? most well it's it's sort of people that often don't drink yeah. Decide to drink on New Year's Eve. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Let the bitter single guy begin by saying that New Year's Eve is hell. Oh. But it's a hell we build ourselves and therefore a hell we can avoid. As such, the BSG is compelled by his sense of righteousness to try and prevent needless emotional pain and suffering. He will bestow upon you his best advice because he's looking out for your welfare and has your ultimate happiness in mind, even though the BSG knows you and you are likely too thick-headed to listen. Okay. No matter what the BSG says or how lovingly he says it, he knows that you'll read this warning and think, heck, you don't mean, you don't mean me. And we'll go on about the, the business of inviting unnecessary drama into your life. So the BSG will write it again for all the world to see. New Year's Eve is hell. And even though you can avoid it, you won't. But consider yourselves warned. Excerpts from The Bitter Single Guys, Yay. Holiday Survival Guide. Um, yeah, it's a excellent. <clears throat> Excellent. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Not at all. Not at all. But yeah. once again, that was that we was, digress. That was the Greg from Holiday's Past. That was the Greg from Holiday's Past. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Holiday's, the Greg's ghost of Holiday's what Past. If, what if you're, as the Scrooge, what if, if you're, everybody's a Scrooge, just say everybody, this is you. Yeah. What if you're only haunted by the past yous? Oh man, man! By the past use and the present and future use, and the present and future use. Ooh, 
I like that idea. Um, yeah. Who would be, let's see, what past me would haunt me? Probably that one. That's probably a 12 or 15 year old past me at this point. Yeah. So I would say probably the eight or nine year old me that really thought puns were it mm. and did not know how to, to deliver them at all. <laughs> Loved puns, but was bad at them. Very yeah, well, okay. Yeah, that would be mine. I'm like, oh, another one. Great. Um, well, and it is as evidenced by the fact that Andrea is setting up my Christmas tree and Jonathan was reading from the Bitter Single Guys Holiday Survival Guide. It is the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in thinking about what we want to talk about today, we both talked about recent experiences we've had at, oh, yeah. at restaurants, kind yes. of going out and, and you know, sort of having the experience of having a nice meal. Yeah. And we got talking about... Butter. Butter. No. No. Well, okay. We did talk about butter. Maybe I was thinking about butter. Yeah. Service, I think. Oh, service. Service. Yes, because as tennis is a huge uh, sport, service and is important, your ability to not. And one of the scores is called Love, love, which seems a lot like Valentine's Day, which is the holiday. Oh, no, that's not the holiday we're celebrating. What are we talking about? Uh, Christmas. No, service. 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 Yes. Okay. Service to your fellow man. Yes. Community. Yes. Helping others in need. Not that one at all, though. We're doing that one. We don't really care about helping our fellow human. You talking about. Food service? Talking about food service. Food service. Yeah, yeah. Yes. True. More specifically, talking about um what I would say in 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 a if there's a continuum of restaurants mm-hmm. and at one far end is fast food, yes. McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. Yes, we know of it. Where you walk to a counter and you ask for food and they <clears throat> take your money and give you food. Uh and then on the other far you, end. You didn't see the air quotes I had when he said food. Good point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's true. Jonathan made air quotes. Uh, and, and I'm going to not say <clears throat> that that is a worse dining experience, except that it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, yeah. Uh, but on the other end of continuum is the sort of high-end white tablecloth, you know, the sort of experience that you might only have once or twice a year mm-hmm. because it'll be expensive um, and yeah. what we'd expect there. Cleaner, and so you wash your feet, <clears throat> you wash your feet, you put your nicest shirt on, right? Maybe a, you smell your pits before you go, before you go, before you go. And yet, and you have a great time and you have a great time. Um, there's opportunities for good service all along that continuum. The McDonald's version also opportunities for great service, which yes. is, if you were to walk up, to, if I, if I were to walk up to a McDonald's counter yes. and ask for, you know, whatever one gets, uh, several cheeseburgers, yes. it's usually my standard yeah. order. Um, the best version of service there would be the person saying, go home, <laughs> call your therapist, call a friend, whatever's going on for you today, just let it be just, and go home. Take care right. of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> At the other end, though, is... Uh, Higher end service, yeah, one could argue. And this came up because I had the extraordinary opportunity mm-hmm. to go to a restaurant here in Palm Springs, yes. where you had been before and I had not been. And uh, my friend and I got the tasting menu, the chef's tasting menu. So a seven course <clears throat> meal yes. of sort of small portions of seven different different items. Mm-hmm. And it was done very well. Of course, it's more money because you know you're you're paying for the experience. Yeah. Um, and uh, as each course was delivered. There was a missed opportunity mm-hmm. by the server to say, this is your set. Okay, here's your second course. This is, uh, once again, blue crab with mango and a lime garnish and a little bit of sauce on the side. Do you have any questions? Yeah. So that's the experience we were hoping for. The experience yes. we got was, 
here's your second course. I hope you enjoy it. It was very nice, <clears throat> but yeah. what, so it was, again, this is not a description of bad service. This is a description of the, the, the experience could have been elevated yeah. with uh, that person sort of describing what we're getting, describing what we're having. So yeah. that's, that's what got you and I into this conversation of service yeah. was that gap. And, so. and that, and that, you know, and having that you've worked significantly longer in, in, in restaurants in the service industry than, than, than I have, but I do have some experience with it. And I know that when it comes to uh, high end uh, service waiters, fine dining, <clears throat> they, uh, um, they know their stuff. Yeah. Like, like they yeah. really oftentimes do. I don't always know that the food runners do and that, and that the, the younger, earlier in career people who are running the food out from place to place. Yeah. But that is not their fault. That's management's fault. Yeah. And yeah. that's something that should have been addressed. Totally. And, and, and it's really oftentimes driven because the, when you, and correct me when I'm wrong, you are a, you own like an area of. Yeah. You of, have a section. A a section. You own the section <laughs> and you own the experience for that section. Yes, and from someone comes in and they're and they're, they're seated, and from the moment you arrive, you and, and they'll say this oftentimes today. My name is so and so. I'm going to be taking care of you. Right. So you're in good hands. Yeah. And then the uh, I would say that the the impetus sits on uh, the management, but really the person who owns that section. Yep. To say, you're in my section, you're a food runner. When you deliver something, you say what it is, yeah. you things, and there's eye contact and you smile and you're demure and, here, well, yeah. and you're, you have to wear tights. You're going to dance it out. Exactly. Right. A, <clears throat> yeah. Just enough glitter so that you show up well, but don't get it in the food. That's Perfect. a fine yeah. balance. It is a yeah. fine balance. Yeah. So yes, I was a server for about 11 years mm -hmm. uh, across a variety of restaurants um, and a variety of, of dining experiences. And I worked at a restaurant in North Carolina that uh, during the time that I worked there um, and, and during the time that I, that I lived in that part of North Carolina was um, probably one of the best known restaurants in town, most popular. It wasn't a fine dining restaurant, okay, but high quality food and known for very good service. And I remember distinctly the training that we went through in service there. And it's exactly as you're describing, you know, it was my section. I have, you know, maybe seven or eight tables in my section and I am getting tipped and then I tip out the food runners and I tip out, you know, other people. And so the rules were very, very clear on how to engage with the table. And yeah. we were all sort of equally responsible for that and up to me to give feedback to anybody who wasn't doing it well. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it wasn't bad service at this restaurant. It was, there was an, op it was just an opportunity to elevate it. And I'm going to expand this for a minute beyond restaurants. Okay. <clears throat> because I've also worked in customer service professionally, you know, for a long, long time now. And, there's a pizza restaurant. So, listener, if you just heard a clunk, a little background noise, yeah. uh, as we mentioned, Andrea, the third tasty gent, mm -hmm. uh, is decorating my Christmas tree. It is possible that she just fell to her death. I don't know. <laughs> I heard a loud noise. I don't. I didn't hear a scream. No. But there was a thud. There was a thud. Probably. Oh no, no, she's fine. Okay, it was. Okay. An elf. It was an elf. She's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Worked customer service for a long time. Not that I jumped up when you said that right, exactly. and rushed over to see how she's doing. I was just like, yep, maybe she's done. Yeah, she might be yeah, going. Yeah, well, let's know. continue with the show. Right, she exactly. So next episode will be our memoriam. Memoriam. When Tasty Gents got dark. Anyway, uh, there's a pizza chain yes. in Seattle yes. called Pagliacci. Oh, or my gosh. Pagliacci, if you're don't know how to do that. Uh, it was a favorite of mine for many years. I lived close to one and um, 
and I would go get pizza from them regularly. And about every, not even every year, because I lived in for about 20 years across from Pagliacci and used to get pizza regularly. Every now and then I would order a pizza and I would go over and I'd pick up my pizza and they would say, this one's on us. And there'd be a card on top and everyone in the, in the, that particular chain, that store had just signed their name on the card. Thanks for being our customer. And they hand me a free pizza. What? Yes. And it was always random. Yeah. I do not know what cued it off. I don't, I don't know anything about it except that, it always struck me as the most amazing service experience because yeah. the pizza was very, very good. It's, in my opinion, some of the best pizza in Seattle. It is. Um, the, they were always nice and the service was always good. But yeah. this was an example of really elevating above and beyond and, and kind of building loyalty. And I think mm-hmm. that's what it's what good service does when we have it yeah. is it feels very personal, right? It feels like they saw me personally. Even though I'm sure, like, there's a computer somewhere that just kicked up my name and Somebody said, thinks him up, Greg's yeah. time for a free pizza, and they just plug it in and make it happen. Yeah. But it felt like I was seen and like it was very personal. And that is what we all love when we have a good service experience. And so, yeah. you know, coming back then to that restaurant, a little bit more of that would have made a difference. So, And I really, and also, and let's just, tick, tick, it's fine dining, the price point. You're... That you, it, this is this is an investment in an experience, <clears throat> and of of your time, of your money, and of your expectation. Yep. I'm investing that I will. I expect to have uh, a certain level of experience. Now, Andrew and I also went to the same restaurant, but we have very low bar mm. um, because uh, we, you know, it's beyond that low. But well, we have <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's very different. It's, it's a different bar for sure. Um, uh, but we went and we and we just had a, we just had a different experience. And then, um, but the things that struck me were some of the oddities around it that were almost uh, not. I don't want to use the word offensive, but in your face mm. and like the board. Yes. The board. So they brought Talk over the board. <laughs> this um four foot, three and a half, something four large uh, yeah. whiteboard. Yep. Um in a dimly lit restaurant that then was the brightest thing in the restaurant. <laughs> um I couldn't even see my like I couldn't read my menu. I used my yes. phone light to read my menu, but the board <laughs> came over and the moon caught it and we were bathed in light and it was just too much. And yes. Um anyway, and and it has a thousand things on it. Oh my god, the board There's is like so, the whole menu. The whole menu mm. and then other things. And I was supposed to identify what was missing. Yeah. It was like one of those puzzles you see, like, right. what's different between these two pictures? Like, I don't know. So where's all the menus? So I'm looking at this board and I'm like, I, I don't know what to focus on because it's handwritten. Yes. And some of it was poorly done yes and uh and sectioned out i think in like quadrants, line, quadrants yeah, yeah. or something why well so that was my experience too and and also the board and it's in quadrants and there are and so listener if you can envision this the board is as jonathan says probably three by three or or, or somewhere around there um and it's a whiteboard yeah and and then divided into quadrants with a black marker and then in each quadrant is probably 12 to 15 individual menu items written into the quadrant. So yes. now you get a sense of how crowded it is and it's bright white except for where it's written and they put it right next to the table. And it's funny because you commented on the board as well because yeah. our first thought when they brought the board is <laughs> it, it, we literally sort of flinched away from it mm-hmm. because it's just really a lot to to process. It's, um, it's unnecessary. And we I had a menu already. And because we knew we were getting the tasting menu, which is, which is predetermined, we just said, we don't need the board. Please, please take it away. And they did. Um, yeah. which, was, which was great. To which then, to quote BSG. Yes, please. 
is you are an idiot. Yes, the bitter <laughs> single guy said it because it's true. And because until he got all enlightened and stuff, the BSG was, was an, an idiot, idiot too. too. And I think <laughs> that we have I have been the person who emotionally brought that big whiteboard into relationships. Mm, and it's just like here's everything about me, and here it is right here. <laughs> and everyone's like, that's too much right now. And <laughs> the ones off the menu that you want. Yeah, exactly. What parts of me do you like? Like that's Mm. probably where i was as well interesting so i just brought your food i just brought the bitter single guy together yeah. I, just I saw brought... that yeah bitter single guy was an interesting time in my life someday yeah. we'll we can talk more deeply about that are you less bitter that's a good question you know i'm glad you asked jonathan <laughs> <laughs> he smokes a face as i fake smoking a cigarette uh bitterness i have found is like the tide. Oh. It comes and it goes. Today, I am not very bitter. Makes no promises for tomorrow. Yeah. Mostly, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm less bitter. Yeah. <laughs> less bitter. Um, I was going to say, it like the tide. I thought you were going to say, it, but it's always a little salty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it would be better. Oh, okay. I wish I'd done this. That's what we're doing this together. Um, so, yeah, service. And so, what I found when I was a waiter, uh, so I, you know, and I, that was my only job. Yeah, so yeah. I paid, I made my living. I paid my And would you say the fine dining, it was like, okay dining? I would say it was okay dining, yeah. yeah. I did one fine dining uh, run uh, at a restaurant that doesn't exist anymore in South Florida mm -hmm. um, called uh, The Inn at Anderson's Corner. Mm -hmm. Can't believe that's even still in my head. So that was fine dining. Um, I was a bartender there, not a waiter. Okay. <clears throat> but I did serve food at the bar. Uh, and every other place I worked was sort of mid-level i would say yeah okay so <clears throat> still opportunities for for good service and still uh frank i made more money i mean if i could just be super duper selfish yeah. the value in creating a personal experience for someone who is in my section at one of my tables is they're going to tip me more and yeah. so you know I, i'm paying my rent i'm paying my school tuition i'm you know buying twizzlers as one does <laughs> um and so, uh, yeah, providing good service was uh, in my best interest. Yeah. So, and it, and it is because it's not just you. As you are again, it's your section. Then yeah. The bus boys and they, and everybody else that you tip out under or works within your section does better because you've done better. Yeah. Because the whole team does better. And I remember, as having been a bus boy, how wonderful it was. And we would fight to work in certain people's yeah. sections because. This person, she always brings in the best tips, or he always brings in so many. You know, it's just really. And sometimes, it, even if I didn't, if the tip, if the people weren't tipping big, but they were just really nice and easy, and yeah, all sorts of things. So, <laughs> so, and it's funny that you say that because I learned more about capitalism, I guess, yeah, from being a server than anything else. Because so, to that earlier point. You know, if I am the best server I can be and I'm very personable and all that, yes. I'm going to make more money. There's a direct relationship between the, like how well I do my job and how much money I make. And then if I have a bus boy who's busing in my section, who's busing the whole restaurant, yes. I'm actually going to over tip that bus boy because selfishly, I want more attention than yeah. the server in the section next to me. Right. So if you're the best, you're the bus boy sure. and I'm in section one and Andrea's got section two and yeah. we're the servers and you're busing for the whole restaurant, yeah. I'm going to be like early on and be like, Jonathan, <clears throat> here's a 10 to get you started. Uh, I got more for you at the end of the shift. Please make sure that my stuff is taken care of really well. And then, if, yeah. if, you know, Andrea then can compete. You can make extra money as a busboy. Like there's all sorts of ways in which the market 
will sort of balance itself out and yeah. everybody everybody wins in that. Or and I go around to the alley and I hire two people uh, for half the price. Yes. For five bucks. Exactly. And, in, and I, I just go out and smoke those fake cigarettes. Exactly. And then you begin painting a white fence um, with your <laughs> pal, and my friends, Huck friend, yeah, Huck but, Finn. Yeah, look at all the yeah. fun I'm having. <laughs> anyway, there's yeah. a little, little foray to Tom Sawyer, for those who missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about your best service experience recently, Jonathan. Well, best service experience? Best one you had. Well, it wasn't food, and it was today. I so, love it. Um, I had a warning light on our car yeah that said i had a low tire pressure oh uh, this 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 was uh day before yesterday and so i checked the tire pressure and they were all fine every single one mm. they're exactly the same now newer cars and ours is not that new but it's a 2011 uh it has these tire pressure sensors yeah and uh they are battery driven and batteries go out so uh, a year ago, one of the batteries went out. These were the original sensors that came with the car. They have a seven to 10 year lifespan. The car is 12 years old. So okay. it makes sense. You, you could be going yep. I go to America's Tire, right? Cheap, mm-hmm. easy. And they have it really close, right? Right off of uh, nice. right off of Ramon. Right. So we drive, I drive in. Um, the guy comes over. He's got a little, and and, and I, I made the appointment yesterday. Nice. On Online. It says Great. nine o'clock. Great. I'll be there at nine o'clock. And I drive in. And I, I parked the car and I walk over. I'm checking in. My name is Jonathan. Nine o'clock. I'm there at eight forty-five. As I as I typically as do. you are sure. And he looks at me and he goes, "Yeah, you're at the other one. Oh, there's one, but it's about four miles down the road. So okay. so we don't have you scheduled for this one. However, it's the same owner. Why don't we just take over that appointment? Come and on. I'll try to I'll try to fit you in. And I said, "Well, listen, I, I, because there was no appointments available. Like it, right. like this was the only. So they did." Not only did they fit me in, because I was early, he just ran out with a scanner <clears> and they scanned the tires. And he's like, okay, it looks like the other three sensors that you didn't re- you replace one last year, the other three are out, the other, whatever. And they got me immediately in. Half an hour later, I'm driving away with a car with all the sensors working and everything else. And it was the price that it was. And it was fine. But they were they asked, us anything else you need? Their service, we were so on it mm. before 9 a.m. I'm not on anything before 9 a.m. I'm not... <laughs> And I'm on coffee. That's, yeah. that's all I'm doing. And they were uh, they were attentive. They were friendly. Uh, and I don't know how genuine it was. And I almost don't care. Like, I'm just, this is so nice. And I appreciate it. I told them how much I appreciate it. And, uh, and it was great. And I'll, go, and I'll always go back. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting you talk about it being, gen- thank you for sharing that, by the way. It's interesting you talk about it being genuine and the fact that you didn't care. Because I think that's relevant. I know... One of the things I realized when I was a waiter again years ago, um, and in fact, I have this visual, this this very visceral visual, if that can be possible, of being at home in my apartment, mm. and being going to the end at Anderson's Corner on my way to this sort of fine dining restaurant, and I was ironing a shirt, you know, so I got the sure. iron out, ironing board out, and I was not feeling it. I was in a pissy mood, and mm. I didn't want to go, but I had to go because Work, rent, man. and you know, and it, it occurred to me that. Uh, no one's going to want to tip a pissy waiter. It's really not yeah, fun. And so I just decided to force myself to smile and and completely lie and pretend as if I was in a great mood. Yeah. And it worked and I had a great night. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to do this all the time now. And so, yeah, then I just all the time would make up the fact uh, that I was in a good mood and I would make better tips. And then it stuck. And now, oh, yeah. I'm, now I'm usually in a good mood. So... Fake it until you make it. Fake, I, I faked it until I made it. Yeah. Is what happened. I made it. And I made it. 
Um, I love that though. I love yeah. that example of, of that. Well, I learned thing. that from, you know, from Andrea because yeah. she would give me compliments and I'm like, I don't even care if you believe these. Interesting. Just keep them coming. Right. Right. Yeah. I hear that that's what uh, the whole spousal marriage thing is like. I wouldn't it know is. because I have a dog who can't speak English. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. yeah. No, basically <laughs> it's uh, people always, they ask, like, have you ever done any acting? I'm like, yes, I've been successfully married for 16 years. <laughs> I'm a great actor. Uh, but, uh, but, but it's, you know, it's not that you lie to each other, but you absolutely don't have to tell all the truth. Oh, no, you, you know, it's okay to. Yeah, lean in for somebody to feel a little bit better. Sure, I like it. Yeah. Um, well, that was but that service. So, so, yeah. so What was so 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 that was not great. Mm-hmm. But what was a great one that you've had recently? Recently, let's see. Or- ah, okay. <clears throat> We've talked about this. One of my favorite um, Mexican restaurants um, in town is Loco Charlie's, mm. and it mm-hmm. is it's. It's in a strip mall. It's next to the Albertsons. It is um, not fine dining. It's not fine there, dining. And it's delicious. It's very delicious. So good. And um, I maybe because they recognize me, but I don't think it's that because I think they're this way with all, uh, all the time. Yeah. So there's a server there and I don't know her name. <clears throat> and every time I've gone there, uh, she has, I, I've had this feeling like she knows me well and I've shown up like even in her living room. Yeah. She's very welcoming. She, she typically has some kind of little joke for me. Um, uh, and a joke that you're in on, not like, I'd like to tell you a joke now, but she's sort of, you know, like nudge, nudge, wink, wink kind of joke. Yeah. And it makes me feel instantly sort of included. And, and, um, uh, again, like I'm there in her living room. Yeah. And then she takes the order and she brings the food and it, and it never, I never have a moment where I, where I sort of sit back and am wowed by like, Oh, the service is blowing me away. Right. But I always feel so very welcome in that space. And it it takes so little effort, I think, to do that. Yeah. But it's why I keep going back to Loco Charlie's. Yeah. Um, There's better Mexican food. There is. But this, no, I, I love it. In fact, the, the first time we went there, we went there for a dinner because we've been cleaning the house and doing stuff. And Bjorn and Andrew and I went and blah, 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 everything. And then the next morning, Bjorn and I wake up and we walk over like, Let's go back for breakfast. So we went nice. this next morning for breakfast, and they were like, "Weren't you just here last night?" We're like, hey, I love that. here again, and you remembered us, and thank you very much. And I know exactly who you're talking about, and she is. Yeah, she makes you feel yeah. like you just came home. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that was a great experience yeah. that I recently. Um, the other one I'll tell you, and this is related to this first one, but it's not recent. This okay. is now more than twenty years ago. Okay. So where I lived in Seattle, my favorite breakfast place was right down the street from where I lived. Right. It was called, still is called, the Wild Mountain Cafe. If you're ever in the oh, Seattle area, go to the Wild Mountain Cafe. It's one of the best breakfasts in the city. And breakfast is my favorite thing to eat out. So I'll tell you yeah. that. And uh, when I first moved into that house, um, there was uh, another restaurant that was close closer to my, like not even a whole block away, called the Library Cafe. Mm. It's on 85th Street. And I, so I thought, perfect. I love breakfast. This is going to be my new breakfast place. And I went into the library cafe every Saturday um, and probably even a couple Sundays as well for probably four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. And every time I walked in, I was greeted by the exact same server every time. Mm-hmm. And not once did that person acknowledge that she had ever seen me before. And it was not all that busy, but yeah. maybe it was busy. Maybe she had things in her mind. It doesn't matter. Like she, she took good care of me and served great food. But the service was... Um, just very, very transactional. Yeah. In comparison, one day I 
walked from my house and I walked the other direction and I got to the Wild Mountain Cafe, which was farther away. Right. If the library cafe was one block, Wild Mountain was uh, six blocks. Yeah. And I walked in and there was nobody at the front, <clears throat> at the front door. And so I thought, oh, okay, small restaurant. So I sort of wandered in and found a, the bar, a bar, uh, and went and sat down and a, and a server came up and, and with what I was able to clearly recognize as humor, she said, what, you just seat yourself like you live here? <laughs> you think and now you expect me to just bring you coffee or something? And it began a really fun engagement with her yeah. and a 20 year loyalty to that restaurant yeah. because they, they always treated me like I was one of the family there. Yeah. And it matters. Yeah. So, so those and, are that experience of service when I have it always stands out to me. I think the the best way to encapsulate that feeling in something that's very familiar for most of our listener is <laughs> most of our most listener. Of our listener yes. is <laughs> probably yeah is maybe the theme song to the show Cheers. Oh yes. Because I don't need to be Norm, but it'd be, right. it'd be nice to be Cliff. Like you just know people know right. you when you go in and yep. like, you know, hey, what's up, buddy? Yep. And and that kind of stuff. And you've got just you, you and I don't know if you remember from the show, they would walk in and say, How's it going? And pick up the conversation from the prior conversation as though no time had passed. Yes. And it makes that that again, I use the word familiarity feeling that you are uh you are of this place and of these people. And that that's really what we want. That's what right? we want. Community. Yeah, we want community. And I it, it's really interesting. We've we've cycled back around to that. So starting with this idea of service and feeling included and this feeling of community, we want to be connected to other people. Mm -hmm. we, and and feeling that connection is what uh is what we respond to when it becomes really important yeah. to us. And so. I'm willing to pay for it. And I'm willing to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. We yeah. paid for this restaurant the other night. The meal was good. Yeah. Um uh, the service was good, yeah. but for what we paid, it should have been great. I, for for a very similar <clears throat> price point, although I think ours might have been a little more, hmm. uh, I think our best service experience was at Canlis in Washington. And mm -hmm. that is a very special restaurant. So for the, our Washington listeners, uh, you know Canlis. And if you don't, shame on you. Mm -hmm. uh, you should find it. You should go there and make it a special occasion thing because it's extraordinary. And uh, we did this for Andrea's birthday. Try to get the uh, the private dining room, which is just for two people. You get your own your own wait staff. Mm. We had our own private mm. experience, and it was just just exceptional. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, and that was it. And everything that was served, that was delivered, was explained to the point where we were like, that's enough information. Thank you. <laughs> and then and he was like, okay, yeah. So like, like, however, like this is seafoam, you know, <laughs> generated from a frog's mouth. Right. Whatever, like, I don't know how they do that. Do you want to meet the frog? Yeah, yeah. the frog, yeah, he's in my pocket. Like, it's like, they're always ready to serve and, and, the, and the, uh, answer those questions. But Canlis, I think that is our favorite. I, uh, in the time I lived in Seattle, I never went to Canlis. Mm. And I hope that I get back there some time and go because I've heard for years and years that it is, it is the pinnacle of service in that city as far as i've heard i i, <clears throat> I was asking the waiter what because they have a bar downstairs and so we mm -hmm. were upstairs and this really <clears throat> special thing because we're having a special dinner yeah but he said oh we get a lot of lunch people like a lot of lunch people that come sit at the bar i'm like what's your favorite thing what's the most popular thing and he goes oh, we're famous for our burger interesting canless is favored for a famous for a burger and they're for the yeah, burger. yeah. They're doing, anyway so i'm just throwing that out there so if good you're to like, know good to know when i'm right? in town i can go and get a burger but you had made a, a 
uh, when we talked about this earlier, you had made the uh, connection that his roommate, if I'm not mistaken, yes, uh, the and, and I'm going to find this article and we can post it along with the with today's oh, okay. episode. Yeah. Um, the owner of Canlis and the owner of I believe it was Great State Burgers. Mm. Um, I want to say it had been like college roommates or something, and they they combined effort in the pandemic, <clears throat> offering food to go. I think they offered burgers to go um, from Canlis's uh, parking lot. Um, like a lot of restaurants got really creative yeah. uh, in, the, in the pandemic, but I'll yeah. look for that article and we'll, we'll include that link. That'd be fun. Today's yeah. episode. That'd be great. Um, okay. We are wrapping up. But I, we would be remiss to not mention Greg, who is the chef and owner of Marche, along with our friend, oh my goodness, our, his wife Betsy. Not I, me, not me, Greg. This is apparently a different Greg. This is a different Greg. Um, yes. Jylan, who have officially announced the closing of their business after some period of time. Oh. But chef has been, uh, chef Greg has been in the business of food for years and years and years. Many, many years. And Ooh. he used to work at Camels. He did. That's oh, right, right on. Yeah, so shout out to Greg. Thanks, Andrea. Yeah. Oh, happy so retirement, Greg. Greg. Enjoy. You certainly deserve it. The best, one of my favorite thing were the mussels and frites oh at Marche, which Oof. is the Bainbridge restaurant she was just, yes. she was just mentioning. And it would go in and, and it's in this uh, mussel broth with butter mm. and all of the things and, yes. the house and the fries and soaks and things, and the mussels. Mm. I can't believe it. It's so good. It was so good. And then he would make um, a whole cookie plate. For dessert, he, fresh cookies. Whatever. He oh my gosh! He's just like I'm making these cookies. This is what I have. I was like, and he made like furry fake Oreos, Froyos, and he had all these oh different things. Delicious. So that sounds amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. All right, I'm hungry. It's a time we've accomplished it. Well, and also, and also, you have made. I have made candied candied rinds. orange peel. Orange yeah, yeah. Peel. So uh, I have some friends who just moved here to the Palm Desert area. Shout out to Palm Desert area. Palm Springs area. Mm -hmm. They're in Cathedral City, not yeah. Palm Desert. Shout out to uh, Rich and Pete. Hey, guys. Um, and they have an orange tree and a lemon tree in their backyard. And they gave me quite a lot of oranges and lemons. And so what does one do when one is handed several pounds of oranges and lemons? Orange uh, lemonade. That's it. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, although, yes, partially. Uh, one makes candied orange peel. Yes. So I made... Uh, a lot of candied orange peel. Yes. Um, today, and then I'll be making more. Probably be delicious. <clears throat> and giving it away. It's really yeah. good stuff. So, uh, and that's a holiday thing because I love doing it. Yeah. All right. Any words? Last words of advice, bitter single guy, for uh, to wrap up this pseudo service holiday section. Pseudo service. Be gentle with each other. The bitter single guy. Would, bitter single guy would say, in this holiday season, because holidays are already a stressful time. Families are together that often aren't together. <clears throat> There's pressure around gifts and pressure around everything else. Be gentle with each other. Yeah. That's the advice. And don't worry about the presents. Just be present. There it is. What Jonathan said. You should write a book. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> we can fix that in post. Yeah, we'll fix that in post. <laughs> Take note. <clears throat> uh, all right. Jonathan, once again, a delight always to sit here with you. It has not been 30 minutes. It has been 30 minutes, if you can believe it. Oh my God. I it's actually slightly over at this I point. Think I get till time. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's been great. And uh, if you have any holiday traditions or anything that you like or any uh, information or, or stories about service or bad yes. service or great service or you were in the military in the service, like any kind of service stuff, uh, hit us up on our Facebook. We, we love it. love it. We love the, the input. We love the interaction. And um, we look forward to hearing from everybody. We really are. Yeah. In the meantime, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.
You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is.